to Bibby, has the open shot. Welcome to the King's Insider Podcast on CSNCalifornia.com. Sponsored by Max Muscle Sports Nutrition. Introducing your host, Sacramento King's Insider, James Ham. <laughs> Welcome to the King's Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California. I am James Ham. Joining me courtside, I've got Jerry Reynolds and the Doug Christie. Yes, sir. What's going on, guys? Not much, just uh, such a thrill being here with uh, you and Dougie. I mean, it can't get any better than that, can it? Yeah, this is uh, this is awesome. We've never done this sitting courtside. Uh, both of you guys have car casted with me, yes. driving in the car and, and recording, um, but a little different. You know, we're watching Buddy Hill here. How impressive has Buddy been over the last couple of weeks? Well, I think he's really made a lot of progress. You know, I mean, he obviously, you know, he's a terrific shooter. I, I think the thing that's impressed me as much as anything is how aggressive he is and trying to become a good defender which I think he can get there and he rebounds very well for his position you know obviously the handle is still a work in progress now Doug uh, you so kind. yeah there I it like is that <laughs> I was gonna say that was one of the things that when I watched buddy I, I think that has impressed me was his ability to learn that he can not only affect the game with his shot. There are other ways to affect the game, and you spoke to his aggressiveness on the defensive side. You can live as a coach with even mistakes as long as they're aggressive ones, right? Absolutely. You know, that, I think that's the thing you see with Buddy. I mean, he really does. Uh, he just instinctively plays hard and competitive. Some nights the shots don't go. Some nights he has a tough time getting the shots he wants. But, but he seems to always play hard, and that that's, uh, as you, you know, I mean, boy, not everybody does that. I'm right about that. It feels like this team is growing. I mean, we're watching them pick up wins. I mean, I, I guess wins and losses don't really matter as much this season, but does this season feel different to you, Jerry? Well, I, I, I'm really enjoying it, I'll say that, I, and I do think clearly the team has gotten better. It's it's provable by record and, and statistics, you know, and the win margin and all that, and and the, the, just the camaraderie of the team and uh, very un, and unselfishness of the team. Uh, you know, the young guys are fitting in very well with the veterans. Obviously, the veterans are, are you're seeing some terrific performances, I think, by, by Zebo. I mean, I think sometimes our fans uh, hate to give him credit, but the darn guy's playing his yeah. butt off. He's been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. He's been terrific, you know, and very productive. It's like he, he's doing what he's paid to do and then some. You yeah. Know? I mean, why are, well, you know, What's wrong with this picture? You know? <laughs> you know, Jerry, one of the things when you watch young teams, a lot of the times they play well at home and then they don't play so well on the road. What's impressed me is they've had more road games than they have home games, but they start off one and nine, then they finish off this trip now five and four. So they've, did, in your mind, because you're seeing it firsthand every night, does it look like they're figuring out something on the road maybe? Well, absolutely, Doug. I mean, I think they understand and, uh, you know, that you've got to be a little more ready to play on the road mm -hmm. you know as at home sometimes the, the crowd's energy yeah. will get you into yep. the game but but it doesn't work that way on the road and we're seeing these guys kind of grow now i have to say i think the vets have had a lot to do yes with that. no doubt you know i think with zebo and george hill and those guys i mean uh, you know they, they they've kind of uh, kind of brought it yes especially zebo and, and i think it's pretty hard for a young guy who, who wants to 
you know, convince people that he's going to be a top player in the league, uh, or any of them for that matter, to say, well, wait a minute here, this 36-year-old guy's doing it every night, why? And I, and I shouldn't be expected to? Yes. Yeah, I would agree completely. Now, you brought up George Hill. He's had some struggles. He's been hot and cold. He's had some personal issues off the court. You're with his team quite often on the road. What's it been like to have him around the team, though? I mean, he is a seasoned veteran. He is a, a good ball player who seems to have just not really got off to the right start in Sacramento. Well, no, he really didn't. I mean, he quite honestly wasn't very good uh, for much of, for much of the early season. Just yes. simply wasn't the player that he had been for eight, nine years in this league. And, and really the last couple of weeks, we've seen the, the real George Hill. And, and that's a really good player. And, and you know, I'd like Doug's thought on this because it, to me, George is, is a guy who's, who plays. He, he leads through play. Yes. He's not a vocal guy. He goes out there and does it. And, and I think that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing him kind of get comfortable with who he is. I mean, I think maybe he was wanting to be other things, you know, but, but George is a, is a darn good basketball player, and, and that's the best way to lead sometimes, just go be good. Well, the great Jerry Reynolds leads me again because that takes me right to my next question. When you talk about guys, and this is normally young guys, they think that there are a lot of different things, and then all of a sudden they may start to figure out that I can do other things. One of them and I always say this, is the ability to play defense will get you on the court, and if you can play offense while you're on the court, you can show me that. Uh, how do you start to find out when you're a young player, when you're a coach trying to tell a young player that I need you to do this if you want to get on the floor? That, that's a great question because, I mean, I know as a coach sometimes you can tell them. Right. That, that doesn't necessarily work <laughs> at first. And I mean, and, and, and so often some young players, it, it means uh, being with different teams. Uh, you know, the, the real world. Yes. Uh, now, you know, that, and that's all you can do. I do think that, that you know, when you have li uh, veterans that are leaders or can show you the correct way, right. it can speed up the process a little bit. Right. Some you reinforcement. Know, some reinforcement. I got you. And, uh, but I've always said, you know, kind of young guys coming right out of college, they're all the next this or that. And, of course, the reality is, no, they're not. And, and I'd always try to, to remind guys that, you know, it's not about how many minutes you play tonight. It's about career. Focus on what it's going to take to have a career. And that's the key. You know, Jerry, it, you are friends and you watched one of the greatest players, in, in my opinion, I think everyone's opinion, in Larry Burt. He is a shining example for me of what hard work does. When you see some of these players uh, that have come along with the absence of that, talent is in abundance, but the absence of the hard work, what, is, what does that do in your mind as you watch basketball today? Oh, it's so frustrating, as you know. I mean, and, and obviously Larry's a good case in point of, of greats, but, but I mean, really, a high percentage of players in the league do work hard right and, and they, they get what they cannot get out of it they right. can't all be great but but then you know but you you, you know you see guys like Derek Coleman's for instance who in my mind could have been a Hall Ooh. of Famer all-time yeah. great oh. yeah. uh, was more talented than Carl Malone for no sure. doubt but Carl worked his butt off worked his butt off yes. and made himself great and Derek took the path of least resistance yes. and, and then and you see that and that, and that that's obviously very frustrating you know and I mean I've been at various levels and and seen the same thing I always always think when I was a junior college coach I had a 
a guard named Putsy Walker played ten, went on to play ten years in the league. Okay. Well, I had three or four guys more talented than him ah. to guard that never, never made it. You know, never made it. Same yeah. in, in my neighborhood. I, I was not the best player, but I, I worked hard. There, I could name you five or ten guys that you know Jamal Crawford and all these guys come after us. But there was a lot of players. But I was the one that ended up making it, and yeah. part of that is your work ethic and what you're willing to do. Yeah, you, you found a niche, and and, yes. you, and you built on it. I always think of a guy from your area, should have been a star in this league, Terrence Williams. Yeah, oh, goodness oh, yeah. gracious. Should have been a star. I thought that he was going to – I thought he put myself and Jamal and Nate all in one body. But did yeah. you ever meet and hang out with him? Uh, I, yeah, I know – I know – I know – I know Terrence. was different. Yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. Terrence. I, I wish – to, you want to grab him and say, "Look, man, you got this thing." Ah, that's frustrating, Jerry. Yeah, no, gracious. yeah, I mean, really, it's just amazing, and and uh, you, and some, you know, some guys are start off like that, but they finally click in. Yeah, you and know. figure it out. But and and so patience is always a virtue. But but he's an example, of, you know, like Derek Coleman and some many, many others who just, you know, Joe Barry Carroll comes to mind, a yep. guy who should have been a Hall of Famer. Uh, it was unguardable when he really wanted, wanted to, play, to be. Yes, but uh, just didn't achieve that. Jerry, when you look at this young team, you've got so many of them. How do you parcel out? I mean, you were around the Kings team when they drafted four first rounders. You're seeing it sort of play out like in double mode here with ten young players. How difficult is it to sort of bring them all along together, bring each of them along individually, and, and build each of them in a different way, but at the same time trying to you know, win games and be successful? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think Coach Eggers done a really good job. I think it's very difficult. I, I go back to, you, know, you made a great point there on the four draft choices. Dick mm -hmm. Mata was coaching those guys, and, and he played them all, and quite honestly, I, I think it hurt them. You know, uh, playing them all basically was a situation they really didn't earn the minutes. Okay. They're you know, just out there. Just you just got it. You just got your minutes, and as opposed to, to some of our young guys now, it's like, well, I know some of the fans say, well, you're jerking this guy too quick or not. Well, maybe you are. I don't know. I, I do know that it makes more sense, I think, for guys to earn their way onto the court. Uh, if they earn their way onto the court, then they can usually stay there. I think this might be the strangest question of the night, but oh uh, boy, here we go. <laughs> Both of you guys work with a different redhead all the time. Uh, how How is he to work with? How is Grant Napier to work with? You guys have both spent a considerable amount of time. Doug's got the radio show with him now, and then you travel with him on occasion. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, you've been with him as a partner for 19, 20 years now. What is – I mean, we could drag him over here if we could get him away from <laughs> his wife, but what is Grant Napier like uh, working with him? Well, he's he's unique. I'll say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's, let's go there. No. Oh boy! <laughs> no, I mean he's a he's a totally unique talent. You know, I think he's a guy that could, I mean, obviously could be a play-by-play -play guy on on uh, about any sport, as knowledgeable as about anybody I've been around. Very emotional, very focused. You know, it took me a while to adjust to him. You know, I always say, I know we had a couple of things early in, in our careers, and I said, you know, Grant, at that time, you know, it'd be a guy. You know, it'd be a guy make a 10-foot jump shot, and it'd be 10 to 6 in the first quarter. He'd be going nuts. I said, I said Man, they, they're paid, that guy's paid $7 or $8 million a year to make that shot. You know, so I don't, 
I said, now, you know, as a game winner, I'll get excited. Uh, exactly. You know? Yeah. So it was a little bit of that, and I think we've, you know, and I think he's backed off of that a lot. But, yeah. But, you know, that was, I always say with Grant, he was a little bit like, you know, it, World War Three instead of uh, an NBA basketball game. <laughs> and so, you know, I think that's what makes him great uh, to, to a degree. You know, I mean, I really think that's something that's legitimate um, emotionalism and love of the game and all that. Oh, no and, doubt. And, and that, that's one of the things. Yeah. Don, you know, you talk all the time about his knowledge of sports. Yeah. That you have to, to keep up, you have Woo. to study like crazy to keep up with him. Uh, I don't know if Jerry's ever been into the radio studio, but Grant sits there with the phone. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. And he just rambles on and he's he's texting and he's tweeting, but he's talking sports. He's not looking up anything. I got paperwork all over the place. I got my laptop open. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. But he understands it. He has a knack for it like it's nothing that I've ever seen. Uh, he and Jerry, both their, their graciousness have taught me so much about what I'm doing now. When I, when I watch Grant and I, I learn so much from him, uh, from letting it breathe. That's, that's what he told me the first night. He said, if I put my hand up in your face, don't take it personally. What I'm trying to do is let, let the people experience what's going on in the arena as opposed to me talking over it. And those are the little things that now, uh, with, with the passing of Dick Emberg recently, we were listening the other day to some sound of Dick. And I heard it, and I looked at Grant, and after we listened to the sound, I said, he just did what you, the very first lesson that you ever gave me. He, it was a great moment in the Olympics, and he didn't say anything. He just let the people experience what's going on. Also, Grant has an incredible sense of humor that you wouldn't know unless you get to know him because he, that New York will come out and he feels like he's going to bite you in your butt, but he is funny as all giddy up when you get to know him. Yeah, he is a good guy. That's what I, I mean, I've known Grant for, I don't know, going on eight years now, and that's always been my impression. He's short. He's New York all the way. Yes. Staccato. Talks very quickly and very <laughs> short and very blunt. Yes. Um, but overall, he's a good guy, and you know, yeah, I, I, great in the community. Yeah, great. He does, community. does great. Oh man, yes. Yeah. I've always been. Uh, you know, he really uh, just does so many more things than people realize. And, like I say, he's, uh, it's like Doug said, though, you know, doing on there, you'll be texting and watching a football game and doesn't miss a beat. Doesn't miss a beat. I can't. I mean, and, and, and I'm I struggling really, to keep oh, up. I mean, I, I, I really, you know, definitely have to focus on the one thing yes. that I, I, I'm supposed to know. Yes. And that's the game in front of me, you know, and trying to keep track of that, you know. You know, Jerry, as we look at uh, the San Antonio Spurs, an opponent that the Kings are facing, um, does it shock you that they kind of get accredited with the beautiful game? Because you know, when we played, their game wasn't that beautiful. No. It was different. I mean, the uh, the ability to adapt by Pop and all, is that pretty impressive to you? What well, is? Because he, I mean, he truly is, I, I think, the greatest professional coach of all time. Okay. I'd put him ahead yeah. of Pat Riley or Phil Jackson yes. or Red Auerbach yes. because of being the small market and, more importantly, just what you said. He, they've changed styles yeah. depending on their personnel. personnel. And I've always said that that's the key to coaching is, is getting the most out of your personnel. Right, right. And I don't think anybody's uh, done it like him. You know, when, when he first came to the league as a head coach, you know, it was a power game. Yep. Duncan and Robinson. Yep. And then later on as uh, Duncan was starting to slide a little bit and Tony became Tony's game. Yes. As you know, now yep. Tony is not his game anymore. And so, uh, yeah, it's just remarkable. And, and I mean, when you can win 55 plus games every year, every year. Woo! Perfect.
20 years. I mean, 20 that's, years. that's ridiculous. The only season he hasn't won 50 outside of his first season is his strike shortened year, and they won the finals that year. Yeah, yeah. 37 out of 41 years that Spurs have made the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see that again. No, I, I don't. don't. Yeah, it, it's going to be really hard. The, the ability to lay down a foundation the way that they have to get players to buy, buy in and also the ability to allow coaching to still mean something in this day and age. You know what I mean there? I like in college it stills, in high school it does. But now in the pros, it's not so much. But with him, most definitely. You know, he's the one except I think you, I couldn't agree more. You know, in the college game, it's Mike Krzyzewski yes. and the Duke Blue Devils. Yes. Yep. It used to be a Bobby Knight in Indiana Hoosiers right. or, or, or a Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks. And, but in this league, it's always been – the players no doubt you know it's always no doubt. been the players but i honestly think with the with, with the san antonio spurs it is greg popovich all and the way the san antonio spurs yeah the, the first time i can recall that ever being the case you might have to go back to red hour back yeah uh, or, for a while there and the way that the nba is changing with the three ball being so important they bucked the trend they said we're not doing what everyone else is doing we're going to be a mid-range jump shooting team which by statistics say it's the worst shot in the NBA. And they accumulate a bunch, the best of the best mid-range jump shooters in the game. And now they're being successful in a completely different way. It's yeah. really remarkable. Well, like I say, they'll, you know, he figures it out and they'll shoot the three, but I, I mean, it's just how you get the Tony Parkers and the Manu Ginobili's to adjust to very different roles. And, uh, you know, guys wait their turn. Yeah. You got a guy like Kali, Kyle Anderson now really yeah. turned into a real player. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it's it's been, it's a process, you know. So you just yeah, there's just so much to admire. Yeah. You know, Jerry, I don't. I guess you can tell me this. Uh, I, I don't. I didn't never think of myself as an extremely high basketball IQ. I really improved as I got here. Can you teach guys basketball IQ? Because we assembled a team. As I looked at it, I'm like, okay. It, high basketball IQs and the teams that I see like you San Antonio like a Golden State it seems that at San Antonio they help to teach that IQ it seems that Golden State Kevin Durant wanted to go there to help get that IQ can you do that as a coach I think you can I think you can help it okay having said that I think in a lot of ways that's how teams the great teams are put together like the team you played on, you guys. Well, you get smart players to play with smart players. I got you. Now, it's not to it's not yeah. to say that you can't improve, but but I think that's what you see. I think the the San Antonio way is they they pretty much uh, figure out well this guy got he, some he smarts. He could fit in right. with us, and yeah. then if they can't, guess what? Get, you're gone. Wow. <laughs> and so I think that's all. That's equally important. It is. You know, uh, I, the one thing I've noticed is if you look at Bogdanovich and and Fox. They do really resemble young Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker. I mean, their games are very similar. Right. Could you see these guys developing and being sort of the backboard of the future for the Kings? Sure. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously the athleticism of Fox is, is off the charts. Now, he's, he's got to develop a game to fit it. And he's and that's, that is still a, a significant work in progress. But, but Tony couldn't shoot coming well, into the league. True. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was yeah. a... Uh, basically, a guy had to get all the way to the basket or 10, 12 footers. Yeah, he's still you know, not a great three-point Still not shooter. a great three-point, yeah. but but it's you know he's so quick. But uh, you know, yeah, with Bogdanovich, he's a very skilled young guy and uh, gets it. You know, has some high basketball IQ. It seems so. Yeah, they could. No question, they could be. Now the the, the better question is 
Uh, will they be? Well, yeah. We can't answer that. That's very true. Yeah, when, uh, when, when you see a guy like De'Aaron Fox and his ability to have that type of special skill, which is quickness, but then a lot of times I see him, he doesn't use it. I personally would like to see, have to pull him back off of it. How do you, how do you get a player like that to, to say, go, 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 go? Because we've, we've got some sound of Coach Edgar saying, go, 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 go. And, and the ball's being walked up the court, and I'm thinking, you're a Lamborghini, and you're driving at three miles an hour. Step on the gas. Yeah. Well, that, that's his advantage for him not to use it. It, it blows just, my mind. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and, you know, and I think that's what he's got to understand is like, no, uh, this is your edge. Yes. This is your edge, so use it as much as, as, as you, you can. can. I mean, you know, people want to compare him to John Wall, and I think speed and quickness and all that, you can. Yes. But but it's also true you can compare him to Brandon Jennings. Yeah. So Good point. So, so that's something that you, that, you know. At least he's not hoisting 43s a game. <laughs> <laughs> or going on the YouTube and making stupid, stupid comments like Brandon Jennings. Yeah, well, I like say, well, Brandon's no longer in the league. And, and I mean, but, you know, if you want to go back to rookies year, rookie years, yeah. I always remember Brandon in the first three months of the of his rookie year, people were, were really uh, couldn't get over how Golden State passed him. Yeah. Uh, for to, Curry and the for, Kings. They took Curry yeah, yeah. instead of him. And when, when he had gotten 55, they're thinking, Golden State. whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. That patience truly is a virtue with no young doubt. players. And, yeah. and I mean, uh, Doug and I both know, you know, that you look back and Gary Payton struggled mightily for two Ooh, years. Boy. I mean, uh, Steve Nash, who knew? Yep. Who yeah. knew he was going to be great? Yeah. John Stockton was his third year yeah. when he started. No doubt. So I, I, I've been around long enough to kind of remember that stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jerry, we, we got to let you go. Get ready for your pregame because, I mean, you're calling a game in just a few minutes. But the new year is here. What? What is it that you hope to see from here on out from this young Kings team? I just want to see him get better every month, you know. To, and I mean, not put a game-to-game -game basis on it, but you know, by February, I'd, I'd expect the, statistically for the team to be better. I'd expect the rookies, in particular, uh, the one, you know, the, the show improvement. I mean, that's that's what they're here for. They're here to work and get better, and each month. And by the end of the year, you you better be able to see improvement. If you don't. Quite honestly, then you you hey you better be looking and say hey guys, uh, this uh, this string can get a little shorter for you. <laughs> That's right. It's it's the NBA. Either yes, it is. Put up or, or go find somewhere else to play. Yeah, it's it's not little league. You know, you don't get to play three innings. Everybody, it's it's real professional basketball with real talented men out there, and Doug knows this better than anybody. Oh. You, you have to do your job and do it well to stay in the league. No doubt about the it. great Jerry Reynolds. Yes, Jerry, sir. thanks so much for stopping by and chatting with us. Well, it's always a pleasure, and uh, you guys are the best. So keep up the good work, and we'll just have fun as long as we can. No doubt. Right. Go Kings!